Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, welcome and hello. Give me a high sigh. Today, we are here looking how we're looking. And <laughs> and before we get started with today's case, which is actually a listener requested case, um, I want to remind you guys that we're actually going to be in Dallas, the 26th through the 28th for the True Crime Podcast Festival. Show up and show out. Be there, be square. We are also going to be running a crazy merch sale. If you guys aren't on Instagram right now, just follow our Instagram, okay? It's at Black True Crime Podcast. And we're going to run a sale starting on Friday in, I guess, celebration for my birthday. Like, why not? And there's okay. a bunch of new pieces coming out and everything, so you guys have to check it out. It'll be at blacktruecrime.com. So, yes. Yeah. And for those those of you who don't know, Kayla's birthday is July 21st. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. she's a cancer, which is explains everything. Right. Um, So don't forget to shout her out. We're, we're going to do something on Black True Crime Podcast Instagram somehow, some way. So be ready, be prepared. Alrighty, so let's get started. We've all heard the phrase, size doesn't matter, and it's usually referring to something sexual. But today I will be using it to describe the man that at 25 and a five foot five, ruthlessly took the lives of five people. Join us as we're repulsed by Martez C. Okay. So Martez, his last name, it's pronounced C, but it's spelled S-E-A-Y. Just so you guys have a visual for that. Oh, and shout out to listener I am P. Simone for recommending this case. Hey, Simone. Martez C. was born on August 31st, 1983. Kristen, what do you have for us today from Black History? So I was not given a date or a city or nothing like that. So I decided to freestyle. Mm -hmm. So. I found this really cool guy um, named Steve Biko. And how I found him was my boyfriend. Yes, you guys, I have a man. Oh! Oh! I'm going to find out how. That's what I'm going to play in the episode. Find out she shares with the world. I'm cracking up. Yes, because the world doesn't need to know my business. But you know what? We have some true, real-ass people that follow us. And I want to keep you updated on my life. So... My man, actually, his middle name is Bigo, given to him by his dad. And I was like, okay, why? And then I came up, I heard about this guy named Steve Bigo, which was basically a South African anti-apartheid activist. So for those of you guys who don't know, Nelson Mandela, m- leaders like that were a part of the anti-apartheid movement in South Africa during the 1940s to 90s, all the way up into the 2000s. So let's talk about Bigo. Cool. So. Biko, when he was younger, was actually expelled from high school for political activism. So from the time he was in the womb to the time he grew up high school, he was lit, talking shit. You already know. (laughs) 
1968, he co-founded the All Black South African Students Organization when he attended the University of Natal Medical School. So he actually did graduate from somewhere else Mm -hmm. and then went off to medical school. So the student organization that he created, Say So, basically promoted black consciousness, which encouraged black people to recognize their inherent dignity and self-worth. In 1970, in the 1970s, the black consciousness movement spread from not just his campus, but all over South Africa at different universities and into even into the urban black communities that didn't even go to school. Wow. So uh, unfortunately, Say So and Biko mm-hmm. were doing too much and actually were banned in 1973, mm-hmm. along with the other orgs that were much like Say So. So what did he do? He went undercover, period. Mm-hmm. Um, He was arrested four times over the next two years and was held without trial for months at a time. And in fact, it came up to the point on August 18th, 1977, that he and a fellow activist were seized at a roadblock and jailed in Port Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Biko was then found naked and shackled outside of a hospital in Pretoria, which was 740 miles away from where he was seized. How the fuck? Yeah, that part. And on September 11th, Biko died the next day of a massive brain hemorrhage. (gasps) Yes. So there was a lot going on with this anti-apartheid movement. And I'm not even going to get into the details of what happened to the police officers that actually cost Biko his life. So Uh, if you want something that would have happened in America... Um, absolutely. Are you, are you joking? In the 1940s, 1960s, 1970s? Yeah, it would have. So, yes. So if you want to learn more about Steve Biko, definitely look him up. His story is insane. South Africa dealt with racism just as much as we have. You guys, we are not alone. Yeah. I mean, when you have people that like colonizers that come and take over your fucking land, they're going to be racist toward you. And honestly, some people were racist toward their own people. So it, you know, it's not always about the color of your skin. Sometimes it's just about class and status and stuff like that. But either way, it's fucked. Wow. So, yeah, that's actually right. Division is everywhere. Yeah. Thank you, Kristen. That was very interesting. Yeah. No hmm. problem. Shout out to you, Beto. Rest in peace. Biko. Oh, Biko. Sorry. <laughs> I had a dog named Beto. So Martez C. was born on August 31st, 1983, and he was one of three boys born to Yolanda C., which was their mother. And she became a mother at the tender age of 17 years old. But she had help. She raised her three boys with help from her mother and made sure they stayed in church growing up. She said she taught her children right from wrong and made sure they were baptized and, you know, all the church stuff and basically just wanted them to be good people. Right. You know, like most parents, hopefully. Yeah, she tried. Mm -hmm. According to her, she whooped them, but definitely felt like they needed a man in their lives to really throw that elbow in there, you know? (laughs) And And for those of us who don't agree with, uh, what is it, corporal punishment in the black community, just know most of us were raised up on an ass whooping. Kristen, that is not corporal punishment. (laughs) Kristen, please, but it's fine. Also, we have sweatshirts coming out with Kristen Please on them. So you guys, you guys got to follow (laughs) But y'all know what I mean. Okay. Mm -hmm. We we grew up on butt whoopings and things of that nature. Yeah. And I needed some, to be fair. I was horrific. You were horrible. Mm -hmm. Their mother, uh, what's her name? Yolanda. She said, quote, but none of my children have ever been whooped by a man. It would have helped having a man in their life. 
Mm. I totally agree. She's raising three boys by herself. I, I think it's funny that she's basically highlighting the fact that they needed to be whooped by a man. But I think what she's really also saying is they needed a man in their lives, period, point blank, not just for whoopings, but for yeah. leadership, for guidance, for discipline, for all of it. Mm. Yeah, everyone needs their father, especially young men. And according to family members, though, Yolanda was overprotective of the boys rarely letting them play outside. She constantly was visiting their schools and stuff. So it seemed like she was doing what she could. Her her children were giving her a run for her money and she was trying to be at least proactive about it. Mm. And this might've caused them to want to rebel later in life. Martez ended up dropping out of West End High School, but managed to later get his GED and got a job at Little Caesars. Okay, okay Martel. Start somewhere. And then he would go on to have two daughters. So it's like, you know, he's progressing. He has something to say for himself. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, though. Black men are quick to be having some kids. Girl, they're going to find a way. And ain't got nothing to give them. And Kristen, let's not generalize. But, well, you know, some, some men, yeah, let's be real. Some men just be fucking slanging that bitch around. You know, and be thinking it's cute and be like, babe, I won't pull out. You know what I'm saying? And then us being us, we're going to have that moment where it's like, oh, he really fucks with me because he doesn't want to pull out. But that's not what that means, sis. Uh, right. right. That's not what that means, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Nichols will come into a paper bag. Okay. No shit. You know, and then when you're having that freaking kid, where is he? Nowhere to be found. In the next Hopefully. Page. Hopefully. He's not. Don't generalize, Kayla. <laughs> Don't generalize. Okay. But Martez loved the street life. He was very small in stature, but he needed to be, I guess, aggressive to kind of get people off of his back more. And if that's the case, which I hope it's not, I don't know why people like to pick on people that are smaller than them. It doesn't fucking mean anything. A gun equalizes everything. That part. Okay, but if it is true, like this is his case, he took that tough guy persona way too motherfucking far and he will become a murderer because of it. Mm. If that's the case, though, like who knows? Maybe there's something in him that was like, I love this shit. Maybe it's something other than trying to prove a point or trying to look a certain way. Well, in the words of Drake, sometimes there will be tall tales told by little men. Kristen, did he say that? Mm hmm. That's giving. <laughs> Shout out to Drake. <laughs> hey, Drake. So now we're about to get into the murders. 27-year-old Gregory Shelton was murdered on November 24th, 2008. He was the youngest of three siblings, and even though he was grown, he loved being close to home, and he had a very close relationship with his mother. So this case was actually featured on First 48, and there's a clip of his mother just obviously heartbroken, and then years later, she's still destroyed by it, and it's just horrific, and if you guys want to see that, you guys can watch it. It's on First 48. I have a question. Yeah. Rest in peace, Gregory. One. Rest in peace, Gregory. And two, are these murders um, gang-related at all? Was he in a gang? That's a good question. I don't want to answer it until we kind of get more into it. Okay. His murder would go unsolved for over six months until an anonymous call came into the tip line and the woman said that she had information about Greg's murder. But she would only speak to investigators in a police station outside of Birmingham. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of giving already, it's giving she's scared. She doesn't want anyone to find out that she talked to the police, so she's taking precautions. 
Yeah, which means like who's in the police station snitching? It could be the police station. It could be just proximity. You know, yeah. you never know. You might have people watching the police station to see who the fuck walks in there as a witness. Mm-hmm. Organized crime for you. Yeah, girl. So she told police that before Greg was murdered, he was hanging out with a couple of niggas that would rob people. It was like a crew. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that would call the guy and set basically like set the whole thing up. Gregory. Yeah, I know it sucks, but hey, don't murder people in general. Yeah, and don't steal either. Also, a self-defense killing is not a murder. So when I say murder, that's just pulling some shit out your ass and busting a cat. Don't fucking do that. Yeah. So during one of these robberies, it actually led to one of the victims being shot and killed. So the crew was trying to be extra careful after this. And one of the guys named Maine told Greg to get rid of his phone afterward. But Greg didn't do it. Mm, Greg, you don't listen either. You rob it and you don't listen. And getting rid of a phone after you've set someone up to be robbed is kind of common sense. Especially if that person was killed and it could be linked back to you. Exactly. That's a whole different ballgame. So he didn't listen. And now, like in response to that, his life was taken. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That was a bit mm-hmm. excessive. Jumped from zero to 100. Real quick. So now investigators really need to find out who the fuck Maine is. And they do. And it happens to be 25-year-old Martez C. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, mind you, at this time, Martez had only been out of prison because he went to prison for five fucking years for armed robbery. So he had only been out of jail for like a couple months, bitch. And going back to the same stuff. Same shit. You go to jail. You learn how to be better. You get out. You do it better. Oh, so corny. And you did nothing better. Nothing. So are you going to show us Martez yet? Grown, girl, I haven't grown. seen. You. I haven't shown you Martez. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Kristen, don't be looking around, bitch. You trying to see if your man was in the room because you had something to say. <laughs> I'm, and I'm gonna tell him. And he already know. I'm gonna say what it's giving, and it's giving fine. Okay. okay. It's, it's giving dark chocolate. Ooh, chiseled. It's giving <laughs> when SpongeBob and Patrick <laughs> had that man thing that was like really chiseled can uh-huh. you know who i'm talking about are you talking about fucking handsome squidward you crazy bitch i wasn't handsome squidward you crazy bitch <laughs> oh my god it's giving a black handsome squidward <laughs> i don't agree it's giving bitch Caleb, put I him shoot. back on the screen oh god like what are we doing are we doing it what's this giving or not Ooh, look Kristen, i all right. <laughs> I'm looking Look at, at him right now, bitch. I want to put my hand around his motherfucking neck, bitch. Yeah, you do. No. All right. <laughs> I don't want to stay here too long because you're just going to act up the longer we're here. <laughs> I but don't find him attractive. I think he's attractive. I think he's very chiseled in every area. Um, mm-hmm. I love the dark chocolate because you know I like a dark chocolate man, period. Yeah, so, you do. bump you though. And this dude was 5'5"? Five, five? Yeah. Kayla, this dude has said, I've seen death and I'm not afraid of it. Chrissy, he looks evil. Even if he was attractive, I couldn't get past 
how dangerous and just like not a part of society he looks. He looks dangerous. He looks like um I should have signed up for the FBI secret ops. He looks like I would have excelled. I was about to say he needs to be a part of the CIA where they just kill people overseas and no one asks fucking questions. Like that's the look he's giving. Dang, Martez, you could have made some money for your looks. Like you could have monetized yourself for goodness sakes well he monetized himself by robbing people so Mm -hmm. i guess that was enough for him sad very sad so police knew like just from this crime they knew that they needed to find martez quick because he wasn't gonna fucking stop killing if they didn't and not too long after greg's murder in may of 2009 police would get another call about a body being found and this time it was like It was worse. The man was found naked with multiple gunshot wounds to the chest and one right between the eyes. Oh, no. First of all, like to make someone strip of their clothing before you take their life is just adding insult to injury. It's like a different form of depravity. And when I saw this and I researched this and I saw this, I said, oh, yeah, Martez is fucking gone with the wind. Like this isn't his first murder i really don't think greg was his first murder it's just giving i like to do this yeah it's giving prison type of violence yeah mind you he didn't even know the victim the victim was a stranger and we'll get obviously more into that later but it's just heartless it's hard to believe that someone just shoots somebody between the eyes and never met them fucking before and makes them strip naked right wow corny martez very corny yeah fuck you Investigators believed that the main motive was robbery because the killers stole the victim's cash and his SUV. And the victim is 44-year-old Lonnie Vaughn. He was identified later. He was a father of two and was working as a mechanic at the time of his death. Oh. I know. Kayla. I know, Looking Kristen. like Super Mario. Button nose if I've ever seen one. If I've ever, it almost looks like it's not attached to the nose bridge. It's so button-like. Oh my goodness, Lonnie. Sad. Really, really sad. So rest in peace to Lonnie. Um, actually, one of the detectives, the lead detective, was familiar with Lonnie in the area because Lonnie worked on cars and stuff. So it was just someone he'd cross paths with. Oh, this is sad. I know. When investigators checked Lonnie's cell phone records, they noticed that eight out of the nine calls Lonnie made before he died was to one number. And that number belonged to 25-year-old Candy Hawkins. Mm. She was a college student at the time and working as a security guard. So obviously, the first thing police wanted to do was talk to motherfucking Candy's ass. Right, like what does she have to do with any of this? Exactly. And she ended up busting not just one of the cases wide open, but two. Uh-oh. Two what sisters. What Candy know? She knows a lot, so here we go. When the interview first started, she wasn't trying to give up like any information. She was trying to be, you know, ride it down, all that type of shit. But by the end of it all, she told investigators, oh, I actually have a clip of what she told investigators. So let's let's listen to it. Okay. He had contact with your phone eight times. My phones were stolen. I'm doing a homicide investigation. Okay. I don't think you're being truthful. And the worst thing you can do is conceal information for some guy that's out there jacking people or killing people. Now, I want nothing but the truth from you. I'm just- 
I have a good feeling that you know this person. You You gonna tell me all about your boyfriend? I don't know. You gotta tell me what you know. There's no two ways about it. (laughs) Were you with Lonnie? Something go down. I can't do this. I can't do this, sir. I swear I can't do this. Got you. With your boyfriend, when we get hit on that man? I got penis on you. Yes. Because it's very important. To your boyfriend, you talk to me, sweetie. Come on. I can't do this for eight years. I can't. <sighs> You got to. Mm-hmm. Come on, do this. What's your boyfriend's name? Marquise. And what if Marquise's last night? See? Mm, mm, mm. I was like, bitch, quit on that fucking crying, that fake shit. When I first heard it, I was like, it's not giving, ho. Talking about, I can't. Like, you know how people do that fake sniff, like, when they're trying to force it? That's what it was giving to me. And then he gonna say, what's your boyfriend's name? She gonna say, clear as day, Martha. <laughs> I know. I was hoping that was editing. Right. <laughs> but I was like, damn, bitch, that was quick. <laughs> like, I don't hear no sniffle in that. Nope. Said that shit, like, clear as day. But, yeah. So, if you guys couldn't hear it, it was kind of, like, muffly a little bit. But she did say, yes. I know who did it. It was my boyfriend, Martez. See? Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She also would go on to admit that they were at the club together one night when Martez forced her to, like, flirt with Lonnie and give her his number or give him her number. Later that night, Candy lured Lonnie to her place where Martez jumped out the bushes with a handgun that was actually Candy's gun. And she even admitted to knowing that Martez was going to take Lonnie's life that night. And that would get her into a lot of fucking trouble later. Candy, are you corny? Yes. It's giving candy corn. Because it's like, (laughs) why would you let this man use your gun? Don't you know that you're going to be implicated? Like, you must have been stupid love in love with this man. Well, it seems like they were just riding off of like an incredible high. Like they must have been doing this shit a lot. It's a group of them. You know what I'm saying? With numbers comes fucking stupidity. Mm -hmm. So that's probably just like what happened. Wow. So police now know that they're looking for the same suspect in two murder cases. And before too long, that number would jump up to five. Good Lord. Yep. So... Martez, a.k.a. Maine, is out on the streets. He's a fucking menace doing whatever the fuck he wants. And police are fully aware of who he is. And they now understand why the people in the area refuse to help them. So, you know, after a murder, they try to canvas and talk to people and nobody was talking. So it was very clear that Maine was just terrorizing the fucking area. Mm-hmm. You know, him and his little fucking gang. Mm-hmm. So he is a gang affiliated. Got it. I'm going to call it a gang I didn't see gang anywhere I read because maybe they just didn't have like a formal name, Mm -hmm. but everyone was referring to them as a crew, as a group. So, okay. So now that Maine knows that out of everybody that talked to the police, it was Candy. The police feared that she might be next on their list. 
Ooh, yeah. Shortly after interviewing Candy, the investigator called her and left her a message letting her know that she was in danger. But unfortunately, she never got to call him back. Mm, mm, mm. Like, okay. Be a ride or die if you want to. I was about to say, that fucking table can turn so quick onto you. Like, is it really worth it? Like, how sad is that? Exactly. On May 12th, 2009, after eight days of looking for Martez, police were finally able to nab his ass while he was getting into a car. I think he was like leaving his house or something. And there was like a general sense of relief in the police station. They were like, we don't have to worry about murders anymore. It will calm down. But that's not what happened, sister. Police would receive a 911 call saying there was a woman on the ground, shot twice in the back, and she can't move. And this woman was? Candy. It was Candy, Kristen. She was paralyzed from the chest down, but she was still alive, which is great news. Wow. She said... She said about the shooting, quote, I asked God to send somebody to save me. I believe he saved me so I could testify about what happened. I had to clear my soul, end quote. Yeah, you did. Girl, you were involved. You did some stuff. So yeah, hopefully it was a miracle for that. But there are still consequences for her behavior because now Candy ain't got no legs. Oh, ooh, well, that's a fact. And she, well, we'll get to it. And with Candy surviving, she was able to identify her shooter. It was 25-year-old Michael Mays, who went by Slim, and he actually happened to be Martez's best friend. Mm, mm, mm. Who can you trust? They just out here just ripping and running the street. Two dark chocolate M&Ms. Just <laughs> thinking they could do what they want to do. <laughs> and okay, Michael is a little fine. I will say that. Okay. Mm, like y'all, I wish somebody would have ran through them streets and been like, oh, you guys can model before they started doing crazy things. They probably would have been like, bitch, empty your pockets. What the fuck are you talking about? They don't give a fuck about none of that. <laughs> none of I that. I said before they got into crazy things. What, so when they were six years old. Okay. Yes, that part. Catch them while they're young. <laughs> Baby gap so, it is. Oh, okay. So Michael was tracked down to a Birmingham motel room two days after Candy's shooting. So now Maine and Slim are in jail. Mm. Great news. And you may be thinking, okay, bitch, didn't you say the number's five? Like, how the fuck is it going to get to five if they're already in jail? Well, we're going to have to take a couple steps back to look at the other three victims. So, yeah. On November 23rd, 2008, 24-year-old Christian Collins was found suffering from multiple gunshot wounds at around 10.30 p.m. on Division Avenue. He was taken to the hospital where he later died from his injuries. And remember when we talked about how Greg was involved in a robbery that turned into a murder? Mm-hmm. It's this one. Oh. Yeah. So rest in peace to Christian. So that's number one. Sorry, Christian. Rest in peace. That we know of, yeah. And a couple weeks later, Martez shot and killed 20-year-old Osmond Williams and his girlfriend, 17-year-old Darrell. She spells it D-A-R-R-E-L-L-E. And her last name is Samson. Wow. They were found shot to death in his car in an alley in Eastlake. And wow. I'm going to show you guys a picture of them at the end. I couldn't find a lot of pictures just readily available. But there's a picture of all of the victims in one spot. And I'll, play the, I'll post that at the end. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Police believe that this murder was a murder for hire because Osman allegedly stole drugs from another drug dealer and Martez was hired to take him out for it. 
And then I know Kristen, he's running a whole it's a whole thing. But you see what I'm saying? Like you should have been doing this where you got paid legally, like or you're not literally risking your life. And I'm thinking, why, like, is there money to show for these things? Like, I didn't read anywhere that they were driving nice cars, wearing nice clothes or anything like that. You know, it didn't seem like they were really getting anything from all these fucking robberies they were doing. Yeah, it just sounds like some young niggas pillaging Mm -hmm. and doing whatever they wanted to do with Mm -hmm. no care about what they were getting in return, which is just dumb to me. And they were growing up in a poor area of Birmingham. But like at this point, you're 25 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like you can decide how your life is supposed to look. And they chose this. And we've seen niggas on the streets go from nothing to at Mm. least, you know, driving a nice car, wearing some nice clothes because of what they're doing. That's the least you could do. Unless you're paying mama's bills. What do you have to show for it? Just a long rap sheet. Durrell was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. She wasn't even in the target. She just happened to be with her boyfriend and was killed in the process. So rest in peace to Durrell and Osmond. Rest in peace. And there's one other person, right? Nope. It's Osmond, Durrell, and fuck, what was it? Christian. Okay. Rest in peace to all of them. Yes. So at this point, police are really just trying to figure out where the fuck to start they've already charged Bartez with like 13 indictments alone and that's all related to the murders that he's committed candy was charged with capital murder and the murder of lonnie vaughn Ooh. Mm-hmm. so they gave her the fucking book because she literally set up the whole thing and to admit that you knew he was going to die but you wrote you wrote your fucking fate in, in pen oh girl you're just not smart I don't know if the dick will talk, but no dick is that good. No, it's not. But like she said, she had to clear her soul. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's her way of doing it. Telling the whole truth and nothing but. Hopefully it is the truth because we'll get to it. Michael Mays, who we talked about earlier, was charged with four counts in in regards to the murders. A 24-year-old named Laron Harrell, which... Where the fuck was he at? I didn't see much information about him <laughs> at all. He was charged with nine counts. So he was like heavily involved in all of these murders. Prevalent. Yeah. A man named Gregory Green, unrelated to the Gregory Green we talked about in an episode back in, can't remember, go check it out. <laughs> he was charged with three and then Demarius C was charged with two counts. So Demarius C is... Martez's brother. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Yolanda C., their mother, was charged with three cows. Uh-uh. Yes. Yes. What no. Yolanda had to do with anything? Kristen, you know I'm going to tell you. You have to tell me. Yeah, here we go. So, uh, on June 20th, 2009, AL.com, which is Alabama published an article about Yolanda and what she thought about her son's arrest. So Yolanda, who was 42 at the time said, quote, my children are gone. I'm shocked. Just like everyone else is shocked. I need some answers myself. I'm not saying they're ice cream and cake, but when it comes to killing, I don't think so. This is what I didn't want. Not in my life and not in my family. I just want to know what part I missed. I want to know what I did. 
I don't know what else I could have done. I wasn't into drugs. I wasn't a prostitute. I've never been arrested. They weren't around any of that at home. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I am a sick woman, but I did my job as a parent. They come from a good home. If anybody else has ever been through this, I want them to tell me how to get through it. My family is toe up. It's embarrassing. I feel better not talking about it, not thinking about it, and just letting the Lord handle it. I drive myself crazy trying to figure it out, end quote. Wow, all of that, and she's involved somehow? Kristen, a month and a half later, actually two months later on August 18th, AL.com published another article, and it was naming Yolanda as one of the suspects involved in Candy Hawkinson's death so apparent or i'm sorry her attempted murder so apparently yolanda was a part of the planning process trying to get candy knocked off Mm, mm, mm. crazy and she said all this after she'd already done all that shit if her behavior is any indication of how her children were raised bitch i'm not believing anything out your mouth ho you just lie straight through your teeth like it was nothing i mean she lied with an open mouth and a smile on her face i couldn't believe it I have goosebumps right now thinking that this woman and I understand mothers go through certain lengths for their children, but your children's are murderers and mothers can be evil too. Like don't just, just because you can procreate beach doesn't mean you're better than anybody or the next person. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Women are horrible as well. Wow. So she was charged with conspiracy to commit murder and solicitation of murder. And she pleaded guilty to these charges and was sentenced to 18 months in prison for the conspiracy charge. And then she was sentenced to 12 months for hindering prosecution. So she was initially sentenced to like 10 years, but most of it was suspended. You know how they do like sentences, sentencings are suspended. So that's how that worked. And she's probably out right now, to be honest. Okay, well. She just better be lucky that Candy didn't die because if Candy died, she would have been had a murder charge in her hands straight up. So at this point, Yolanda and all of her kids are either charged or convicted on murder charges. It's crazy, but yet you grew up in the church and the Bible and you did your best. Okay, sis. But at the same time, it's like, it don't matter where you come from. No, it don't matter what moral code you have. Anybody can fall. Yeah. So don't put it don't put it past nobody. I'm not putting it past her. I'm just saying I hate when someone presents away, right? Like you present, oh, I raised my kids this way. I made sure they were baptized. I, I, I'm clueless as to how this happened. And it's like you're doing, you're involved, ma'am. <laughs> you are the example. Just like you said, you showed them how to do this, this, and this, but you're not telling us what else you showed them. Exactly. Or, or what else they were exposed to out of your care because you can't always control what your kids see, let's be honest, or what they do, especially in public school systems. Like, fucking forget about it. But at the end of the day, it's like for her to really pretend that she's this shocked about her kids' behavior is bullshit. Her son just spent five years in prison for murder i mean not murder for robbery. armed robbery mm-hmm. so you can't be that wet behind the ears oh i hate that slogan it gives me yeah. a visual i don't like wet anything but i digress okay don't say i know what you guys are thinking i heard it when you thought it just now <laughs> get your mind back minds. here <laughs> okay so like i said yolanda and all of her kids have been charged or convicted And I know we haven't talked about the other brothers too much, but let's get into it. 
Okay. So Martez is the oldest brother out of the three. And when they were kids, according to their mother, quote, they were loving, they didn't fight with each other, and they weren't in the street when they were young. But something changed, and all three of her sons would go down the wrong path. In 2005, Cortez, who was 19 at the time, was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of a 50-year-old man named Joe Mac Carpenter. Mm-hmm. He was also sentenced to 25 years each for two attempted murder charges on two people. So on December 14, 2004, he shot up a drug house after like arguing with the people in there about money. And Joe was one of the people in there. He died from his injuries and the other two survived. So that was the two attempted murder charges. Well, there you have it. One now, two to go. He was first eligible for parole in 2019, which just sounds disgustingly soon for these horrific charges. But as of March 24th, 2021, that request has been denied. So he's still in prison. Okay. The youngest, who was Demarius C. So I didn't, I couldn't find a picture of Cortez, but I do have a picture of Demarius. This is Demarius. Oh, boy. You but look I, wet behind the ears. <laughs> I just, all I see, Kristen, I could have drawn what he looks like. I mean, it's the most generic look of a person that I could, I don't see life. I don't see death. I see nothing. I see sorrow in his eyes. Oh, sister. I don't want to go mm. too deep. <laughs> But yeah, so Demarius, who was 18 at the time of the murders, was out on bond for another murder when he was charged. Kristen, get the fuck out of this. He literally only had been out for two weeks. In April 2008, when he was like 17, Demarius murdered a 70-year-old named Brandon Donker that he went to high school with. So Demarius had dropped out of school when he was 16 and killed Brandon literally a few months later. Like, why just why just senseless how can i give a shit enough to even kill someone i could never give a shit enough to potentially ruin my life to take yours and i get it it won't happen you're in when you're in high school like you're absorbed with your life because that is your life high school you don't really think about what's to come afterwards but But i mean i went through some shit in high school like some fucking shit and i never thought to take somebody's life nah because you had good sense i think (laughs) some people out here just really be wilding yeah and I don't want to be that person of like, oh, the music we listen to glorifies this type of behavior. But it's fucking true. Like rap music has made it a point to be like, shoot that nigga, kill that nigga. I'm going to shoot that nigga. I'm going to kill that nigga. Like, I literally <laughs> think that's a song. So it, it is. It, it's giving all of that. And they're just emulating what they're hearing. Yeah. And it's like, OK, yeah, you're talking about your past for some. But these are niggas presence yes. that you're trying to stir up in them very young very young niggas and white people you cannot say nigger i'm sorry it's just not okay i know we have white people that listen to our show and we rarely say it on here yeah but you just can't say it it's not okay we shouldn't even fucking say it to be fair to be real so don't repeat us don't 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 repeat after us Just, just don't say it okay love you all right so now let's get to trial so the prosecution decided to try candy's attempted murder case at the same time as Lonnie. So they tried them together. And that's so crazy to me because I was like, damn, Candy's like basically snitching on herself at the same time as she's trying to get justice for herself. Mm, <laughs> so mm, like, mm. They're very funny, the 22. court system. 
Yeah. They're very funny. <laughs> if you're involved in a crime, bitch, you're screwed regardless, unless you get like an incredible deal. If they have no information about that crime and you do, you could get into witness protection. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, play I don't, it I don't smart. like it. If you're going to do something, play it smart. Yeah. But don't do anything. But don't do anything. <laughs> okay. So Candy admitted on the stand that the reason police couldn't find her for all that time, remember they were trying to find her after their interview with her. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find her because she was in hiding. So Ooh. first she was with some of her friends, and then she actually ended up with Martez's people. Wow. It, How yeah. ironic. Mm-hmm. And he was controlling her every move, like even from prison. Yes. And this was before or after they shot her? This was before. This was okay. before. Okay, so I actually have a clip of Martez making that call to put the hit out on Candy. Do you want to hear it? We have to hear it. Okay. How do you have it? (laughs) Kristen, you know I do my research, but if I can find it, I'm going to give it to y'all, period. Mm. Give it to us raw. Every time. Okay. Okay, to be fair, I didn't hear a word they said. Okay, so I'm just going to basically tell you. So <laughs> basically what he said is, if I, if I can get you close to somebody, can you take them out for me? Like, can you take care of that? And he's like, yeah. And he was like, well, you know what is required in order for someone to get off a murder charge? And the guy's like, yeah. Mind you, the guy he's talking to is one of his cousins. And he was basically like, I'm going to need you to get somebody. He's like, who is it? And he said, lollipop. And he was referring to candy because candy, lollipop, you get it. They even had a recording, which I just chose not to include. They had a recording of the guy calling him back and saying, Yeah, like Candy got shot twice, but she's expected to survive. Like that is being said over the fucking jail call. These niggas are so stupid. Dumb. As if people aren't in these phone calls monitoring everything you're saying. Anybody with half a brain knows what lollipop and candy. Like they could put two and two together. I didn't listen to like the whole thing of he was upset or not or like what the case was but either way they are just doing this shit all on the fucking jail phone knowing that should record it and just yeah you can't care there has to be no logic attached to these type of fucking decisions and the thing is is like martez are you the leader because i'm confused and if you're the leader dude where is the sense like like if you're gonna be leading you need a boss up and i just don't sense no boss in this situation well, sometimes being a leader can taint you, taint your brain. You think that you have, you're above the law. You think you're above certain things and things can't fucking affect you. So if you're on the phone with your follower, whatever the fuck you consider them, you're probably just like, yeah, do what I'm telling you to fucking do. Like, that's the motive. Power is- can like make you drunk. And when you're drunk, you don't think clearly. Facts. And these low level crews and, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. It's just not giving. Like, I, no. if, I, if you're going to do it, do it well. Yeah, they're not doing it well. So now we're at trial, and in this video that I'm going to play next, we can actually hear Candy testifying. So at this point, she is still paralyzed from the chest down, so her interview was pre-recorded and played for the court. And here it is. Martez was like, gone up there, gone give him your number. Did you do what he told you to do? Yes, sir. What'd you do? Give him my number. Did Martez say anything about getting up with Lonnie Bond later that night? 
that he was going to rob them. He pulls up in the parking lot. What did he do when he got out? Come up to me. That's when Martez, I see him then, where he comes from behind the bushes. Was he holding anything? Yes, sir. What was he holding? My gun. And did he say anything when he came from behind the bush with your gun in his hand? He told him to shut up. He finna rob him. All right. What'd you do? I ran. Wow. Ooh, yep. Candy, you is messed up. Mm-hmm. She really made some mistakes and it, it's fucked up that she has to deal with that forever. And not only is she facing jail time, right? She is also a quadriplegic. Like, what the fuck? Well, she's paralyzed from the chest down. So thank God she still has the use of her arms. Yeah, right? she can still use her arms. Yeah. But still, it's like you going, you could be going to prison with no use of your legs. Like, and I, I don't want to blame it. I don't want to blame it on an you know, I don't want to blame it on a man, but I don't think she would have done no shit like this if she wasn't caught up. Right. She already said she was on and off with the man for eight or nine years. So she probably was just trying to be that for him. Yeah, she was. She was. She was probably trying to be in the lifestyle with him, show him that she was a ride or die, mm-hmm. which we all know mm-hmm. it just ain't what it is when it ain't the one. And no. Martez was not the one for you to even put you in that position, Candy girl no and i don't even know if she's his baby fucking mother like he at the time his child was eight years old his oldest child was eight years old and his youngest was three months old mm-hmm. and i doubt it was with homegirl over here so you know who fucking knows women value yourselves everyone actually that listen to our show that we love value yourself mm-hmm. this shit ain't cute no if and a, don't risk your life. trying to play you don't risk your life for nobody no get to step in so candy also told the court that day on june 15th when she almost lost her life that she was riding with demarius who is martez's younger brother michael mays and a man named gregory green to what she thought was like a new safe spot so remember they were hiding out at this time but instead she was shot in the back and left on top of an ant bed oh so she was getting bit up Yes, girl. And hopefully maybe that saved her, helped save her or helped give her that like adrenaline rush because she also explained how she was on the ground when she got shot and she couldn't move anything but her neck and her head. But still, she was able to flag somebody down to get help. Wow. I mean, it's not worth it. Oh, my God. That just gave me goosebumps. Ugh. I just know. imagining myself in her situation. I mean, and then you look back and you think like, Wow. This man was not worth it. None of this was worth it. Where was my head? Yep. Where the fuck was it? So very long story short, Martez initially pleaded guilty to all of the murder charges, but then he withdrew his guilty pleas, which I don't think you should be able to do, but it's fine. Like if you say, yeah, I did it, that should just be where you stand unless your defense team or the prosecution proves otherwise, however the Mm -hmm. fuck it goes. But he was, however, found guilty on the conspiracy to kill candy charge so that charge he was found guilty for and he was sentenced to life for that and his defense team actually tried to say candy was the one that killed lonnie so there was a potential that he could get off for the lonnie murder because remember candy gave him apparently her gun according to martez Candy was already in the car kissing lonnie and fondling him and stuff and just distracting him until martez could come over and like debilitate him so 
Either way, it didn't fucking work. He was found guilty for the Lonnie charge, and he received a life sentence for that. Actually, I'm sorry. He pleaded guilty to it. Oh, wow. Okay. No fight. Even though there was still testimony and all that bullshit. You see what I'm saying, Matez? What are you doing? Wasting time. Small man energy. But a lot of small men have big dick energy, and that's just a term, you know? But he definitely was not giving that, in my opinion. Well, I'm glad he did the right thing, which yeah. I don't even know if he thought he was doing it. I think his fight was just over. But I'm glad he did the right thing and pled guilty. Yeah. Demarius was sentenced to life in prison for his part in Candy's attempted murder. So mm-hmm. all of these charges were a life sentence with the possibility of parole. Now, I wasn't able to find if Lonnie, or no, I'm sorry, if Martez's sentencing was different, but Demarius was Sentenced with the Chans, and so was Cortez, the other brother. Okay. Their mother, Yolanda, said she asked them what she did wrong or what she did to get them to this point. And and they said, quote, Mama, it ain't you. This had nothing to do with you, end quote. And it's like, bitch, it clearly has nothing to do with you if you're involved in their murder plot to kill another woman. I don't care what you have done or what you think you've done. Something subliminal got to your kids and now they're out here doing this shit. And the thing is, it's like, it almost makes me think, did the kids get to you or did you get to the kids? I was thinking, I was like, well, hold on. Maybe, (laughs) maybe it was the other way around because that's totally possible. Mom is cooler because of us. So who really knows? Who really knows? Yes, kids, um, we're influential, whether we want, whether we know it and whether parents want to admit it or not. Yeah. I think she should have served a little bit more time if she was really involved in the attempted murder of Candy. She full-blown almost died. If they, were, if they shot her in any other way, mm-hmm. if they gave her the headshot that they did Lonnie, it we wouldn't be having this conversation. And on June 22nd, 2020, Candy Hawkins actually died. She lost her life. Wow. Yeah. So about, what, 11 years after the shooting. So did she pass naturally or did something happen? From the obituary that I'm looking at, it doesn't say how she died, but maybe it was just, you know, complications from her situation. And what was Candy sentencing? Great question. I actually don't know, Kristen. I don't know what her sentence was. Maybe they gave her incredible amounts of leniency because she's quadriplegic. Maybe because she testified, she got a crazy deal. But I'm going to look into that even further. Um, And then I'm going to post it on Instagram if I find it. Okay, bet. Yeah, girl. Well, rest in peace, Candy. Yeah, rest in peace. I'm glad that you did what was right and told you know, what happened on the stand and you testified and stuff because that was really what got Martez convicted at least. Right, because apparently he wasn't convicted for the other, what, four murders? Yeah, he wasn't even convicted for those. I don't think he's even been tried for those to this day, so. Mm. So let us know what you guys thought about this case. I mean, I thought it was, it's just sad overall, you know? Like, I, I would hate for my sister to be, a criminal and then I go down the same path and it's not only a criminal but a murderer you know so it breaks our parents hearts it breaks these other parents heart and these families and there's just no nobody wins in this situation yeah and it's like they're all so young man it's mm-hmm. different if like you're older you've been through life and whatever whatever murder is murder but I'm but you young you haven't even experienced your potential yet yeah. and you out here in these streets thugging it out like yep. 
It's just annoying to continue to hear. And I'm glad that we don't go over a lot of crew violence, gang violence, whatever you want to call it, because it's just annoying. I'm tired of hearing it. It's like we have nothing better to do. And I know that these are the the things that are set before them when they live in certain areas. But goodness gracious, I just wish things were different. Yeah. And at the same time, like if you guys listen to our show and you know anybody that's into that shit, I'm not saying like go accost them and try force them to change their life because you can't. But at least show them enough love to say like, hey, you don't have to live this type of life. It's stressful. Like you can't live a long life doing this fucked up shit to people. You just can't. You end up dead or in jail. It's what happens. So it's sad. It's fucking sad. And Kristen thinks these men were fine. So, you know, there was, there was, I thought the other one was fine. Yeah. There's potential, you know, and they just wasted their fucking lives. And yeah, everyone loses. So let us know what you guys thought about this case. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Black True Crime Podcast. A crazy merch sale is going to be happening on Friday. Bunch of new items. Check it out. I'm getting something. Kristen's definitely going to get her something. And also, August 26th through the 28th. Come see us. True Crime Convention in Dallas, Texas. Okay? We're going to be there. We're going to be lit. We might even do a little roll bounce afterwards. You just never know. Something special for Kristen's birthday. Yes. So, we'll see you there. Mm-hmm. And before we go, be safe. Protect your peace. Protect your space. So we don't have to cover your case. Period. Bye. Bye. You have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me. <laughs>